Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Tim Fitzgerald of GoPowerCat.com. And I'm Scott Chasen. This is a replay of WIBW show, The Drive. Here's this week's episode on the 24-7 Sports Podcast Network. Good evening, Wildcat JF fans, and welcome to The Drive, sponsored by Briggs Auto Group. I am Tim Fitzgerald at GoPowerCat.com. And the man in a different town than me is Mr. Scott Chasen. I am fresh back from Fort Worth. No time to make it to Topeka tonight, but I'm here with you in the magic of technology, Scott. Yeah, well, Fitz, as as we know and as now the viewers will know, Fitz made record time back from uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area just to be here, by the way. But, man, that K-State-TCU game was exciting for a number of different reasons. I'm really excited to hear Fitz's take about that today. Yeah, it was an interesting night in Fort Worth for the Wildcats. But remember, folks, you can interact with us on social media at facebook.com slash The Drive Show, on Twitter at The Drive 13. And, of course, answer our weekly poll question and make your game predictions on our Twitter page. And remember, if you ever miss an episode of The Drive, you can listen to an audio-only version that does appear each Monday morning in the form of a podcast at gopowercat.com. And we start things off with our two-minute drill. This segment of the two-minute drill is sponsored by Vanderbilt's Your Work Boot Center. Well, Fitz, after losing quarterback Adrian Martinez to injury after one possession, Kansas State built a 28-10 lead at number 8 TCU, and then it all fell apart as K-State lost 38-28. Fitz, what went wrong for the Cats in surrendering that lead and falling to undefeated TCU? Unfortunately for Kansas State, Adrian Martinez was not the only injury. There was a lot of injuries, and not just a lot of guys, a lot of important pieces. In fact, almost every important player on this team, the ones you know the best, were injured either out or uh, slowed down, including Deuce Vaughn. Now, this knee injury for Adrian was something he suffered at Iowa State. It's not that severe in terms of structural. It's not a structural injury. And it had healed up, but boy, he got he got it hit again on the first play of the game and then he came out after that first drive in comes will howard and we'll talk about him quite a bit in this show and will was absolutely spectacular scoring touchdowns for helping the wildcats score touchdowns on their first four possessions with him at quarterback to build a 28 to 10 lead and you saw the final score of 38 to 10 or 38 to 28 that was it for the wildcats they never scored in the second half as tcu adjusted their defense a little bit amped up the pressure on Will Howard somewhat. And also, honestly, I thought K-State got way too conservative after that offensively and lost all their momentum. 
In fact, on the final possession of that first half, they went three and out with Will Howard at quarterback, gave TCU the ball back. TCU went down and scored right before half, and then they got the ball to start the second half and scored again. So in back-to-back possessions, 28-10 became 28-24, and it was a new game, and TCU had all the momentum and the crowd was in the game. It was a heck of an environment down in Fort Worth. It is a great football team. TCU is the best team in the conference after seeing them in person, no doubt about it. Are they an elite team? Are they a playoff worthy team? I'm not sure anyone in the Big 12 is, but now as we sit here today, TCU is probably the only team that could possibly get the Big 12 into the college football playoff. And they've got some other challenges, but boy, they've cleared a lot of hurdles, Scott, including Kansas State. Bad loss for Kansas State in terms of wanting to be the top team in the Big 12, but um, they get to regather themselves against Oklahoma State this week. We'll see if they can get healthy. Yeah, Fitz, I I was prepared to come here and and talk about how well Kansas State played because, quite frankly, I thought early on that was some of the best football they had played, even with backup quarterback, like you mentioned, Will Howard in the game. Um, You know, TCU did what it does, and, and when that offense gets going, it becomes really hard to stop. And, yeah, it felt like injuries really hurt K-State in that one. So it was a tough game, but, um, you know, I came, came out of that still thinking, hey, those were two good teams on the field there. Yeah, they were. And, uh, unfortunately, K-State really ran thin on players, particularly on defense. Mm-hmm. Well, Scott, Kansas football limps into a bye week, having lost three straight games. How badly do the Jayhawks need the bye right now? Well, they do, and especially after another loss to Baylor that became a double-digit loss. I think the final score ended up kind of being indicative of the margin this game was played at because Kansas went down 14-0 just about immediately to start this game. You know, the defense gave up 35, but I actually thought they played great. Um, They gave KU three takeaways. It was really the offense that hung them out to try over and over. Fitz, first half of this game alone, KU had three three three-and-outs, and they fumbled twice on the first play to start a drive. When Kansas got to defend Baylor drives that started in Baylor territory, more often than not, the KU defense got a stop, did enough, but that offense put him in that huge hole early again, two fumbles to start drives, three three and outs, and that really put him in a bad spot they were never able to come back from. But now comes the bye week and and fits just like K-State, being a little bit banged up. Kansas is as banged up as it's been um, right now. In fact, Kansas was obviously without its number one quarterback. Kansas was without its top performing running back. Kansas was without its top performing wide receiver. Kansas was without its top performing cornerback. Kansas uh, number one defensive end, Lonnie Phelps, he's been banged up down the stretch here. And oh, by the way, Kansas had two injuries on the offensive line that happened in this game. Although one of those players, Earl Bostick, the left tackle came back in and played. Uh, This Kansas team is starting to get banged up and starting to feel, you know, what it's like to go through the season week after week. Lance Leipold has talked about too, this is about as late a bye week as Kansas really has ever gotten and as Lance Leipold has ever gotten, but he's maintained it's better to have it this late in the season than it would have been to have it week two or week three and, and so early on. I think Lance Leipold is happy that the Jayhawks have this week, you know, this this week off after eight games to have that chance to recover, to refocus going into the last four games of the season where, you know, obviously Fitz, they're still sitting there. They are one game away from bowl eligibility. But I think this team is going through a lot right now. It's more than just the quarterback with Jalen Daniels. And, and just like K-State, it's more than guys being out. It's guys being banged up who are playing through it too. Bye week comes at a perfect time. Kansas needs to get healthy in a hurry. Yeah, that was uh, that was difficult to watch because they just didn't have enough good players to keep up in that game. 
Yeah, for sure. Well, Fitz, as you saw in Fort Worth and talked about a little bit, the TCU Horned Frogs, they're the lone undefeated Big 12 squad remaining. Are the Horned Frogs the class of the Big 12, or have they been a little fortunate on the path to 7-0? and Huh, both. I, I think that's fair to say both. And after that might be true of most teams, if you're undefeated, you've had a little fortune. And the fortune for the Frogs has been the fact that almost, I think, in every game they've played in the Big 12, the opposing quarterback has been hurt. And that's a little odd, and I'm not implying anything with TCU. They're a very physical football team, but that is a fortunate break. Well, on the other hand, Scott, it was kind of interesting. K-State got after Max Duggan a little bit, uh, their quarterback, and even had a couple personal foul they hit penalties. And boy, that kid just kept getting up. Uh, their, TCU takes on the personality of their quarterback. They're tough, they're, they're feisty, they don't go away, and they keep rallying against good teams. They came back with 17 down in the first half against Oklahoma State last week, 18 down against K-State this week. That's tough to do. And even if you're at home in this conference, that's pretty remarkable. This is the best team. They still have Texas in front of them. They still have some other challenges in front of them. Uh, but if the Big 12 wants to put a team into the college football playoff, this is their chance. This is their team. But I don't see how anyone in this conference is going to go through these schedules unbeaten, unscathed. And then TCU will have to clear a hurdle of playing someone they've already played and maybe already beaten in Arlington for the Big 12 championship. Yep, the Frogs are really good, but if you look at Sonny Dykes, the new coach's uh, background, he often gets his teams off to fast starts that fizzle out. I'm not sure this Frog team will do it unless the injury bug catches up to them as badly as it caught up to K-State in this game. Yeah, Fitz, the point you made too about backup quarterbacks is especially kind of funny or relevant and just matters here because Max Duggan did not win the TCU starting job to begin yeah. the season either. So it's been the year of the backup quarterback really in the Big 12. But yeah, I think I agree. I think at this point you have to give TCU the credit, even though that path has been a little bit fortunate going up against a lot of backup and sometimes third string quarterbacks. It's just they keep winning. They keep finding ways to win. Yeah, it's tough to see them going undefeated. And even if they do, maybe even winning that Big 12 title game, it's, it's hard to imagine it. But hey, seven weeks in, they're 7-0, and and I, I don't think anyone would have picked that, myself included. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Now a quick look at the poll question results. The poll questions are brought to you by Midlands Exteriors. Love the home you live in today. Call today for a free estimate. Well, last week's question was, what was your biggest issue with the Big 12 preseason basketball poll? We look at the results. A, KU getting picked second to Baylor. That ended with 32% of the vote. K-State being picked last, 39% of the vote. Texas getting a first place per uh, vote got 15%. Other, no problem, 14%. Fitz, I I think I agree with the voters here. I I think K-State picked last was probably my biggest issue. Yeah, you know, I... That might be fair, but we'll see how the season plays out going in with a rebuilt roster new coach. I get it. Mm-hmm. This week's question is, with one ranked opponent, Texas, remaining, will TCU at 7-0 and right now run the table in the Big 12? The challenging answers are A, yes, and B, no. <laughs> Vote on our Twitter page at the Drive 13. And I, I hung Fitz out to dry there because Texas in the poll, I think, now is unranked. So we changed that graphic on him last minute. That's on me. That's not on Fitz. I'm self-scouting. Okay, going into a bye week. We'll do better <laughs> next week, Fitz. I'm very sorry. Um, that will do it for this half of the two-minute drill. But we will be right back with more on KU and K-State on the Drive. <laughs> Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to The Drive, fueled by BriggsAuto.com. It's time to continue our weekly two-minute drill. This segment of the two-minute drill is sponsored by Copeland Insurance Agency, part of your community for more than 60 years. Well, Fitz, Kansas State meets Oklahoma State on Saturday in Manhattan for a nationally televised game with Oklahoma State. Fitz, will the Wildcats be ready for this big stage? I honestly don't know, Scott. It's, it's kind of funny because K-State's been wanting to be on national TV all year. I mean, they've been on you know, cable channels, but not over-the-air signal. They will be on Fox, and they're coming off not only a loss, but a game in which they were decimated by injury. So I'm not sure. And if you're Kansas State, you missed an opportunity with a win. You would have had college game day in Manhattan. They're instead going to Jackson State in Southern, and that's pretty cool in itself. But uh, the Wildcats will have to rally. And every every day or every other day at Go Power Can, I do a video called The Daily Delivery. You can get it at YouTube if you want. Um, and it's uh, this week's about the guys that were called upon in this game and didn't quite get it done at TCU have to step up. I don't know if Daniel Green, star middle linebacker, will play. I don't know if Adrian Martinez will play. Deuce Vaughn and Felix Anyadike Ozama are both injured. Ben Sennett, the starting tight end, might be injured and not able to play. The list is very long. Julius Brent's first-team all-conference preseason cornerback pulled a hamstring. We don't know the severity of it, but at best, he will be somewhat limited in this game. So players are going to have to step up and get things done for Kansas State to play at a much higher level. Oklahoma State's an extremely good football team. They, too, like TCU, are extremely physical. And uh, we'll see if K-State can survive this battle because, oh, by the way, even after Oklahoma State, if they win that game, they have Texas coming in. I have called this the proving ground. This is a gauntlet of three teams that K-State's got to run through. Uh, and they have failed their first step. But the next two steps are at home. Should be a great environment. 2.30 p.m. kick Saturday at the Bill. We'll see if the Wildcats can rally and get back on track as they do still have dreams of being in the Big 12 championship game. And now all they got to do is continue to win. But that's not easy in this conference. Yeah. Fitz, you know, KU plays Oklahoma State after its own bye week. And in some ways, I think KU is a little bit lucky to have K-State going up against Oklahoma State. That should be a physical matchup. Those two teams will probably beat each other up a little bit. Meanwhile, KU's just sitting at home, resting, watching, waiting, and seeing if they can replicate whatever K-State does that works pretty well. I thought it would be great for K-State. The same thing with Oklahoma State playing TCU the week before. <laughs> K-State was so beaten up, they didn't get fully healed. Oh, well, that's how it works out. Scott, at Big 12 Media Day, KU coach Bill Self continued to hype up returning forward Jalen Wilson. How much are the Jayhawks counting on Wilson this year? A lot, Fitz. And and Bill Self is already using the line that he's got to be about an All-American for KU to have a special season and the type of season that, you know, one of the best KU teams end up having, going to the Final Four, going on those runs. You know, it's similar to Thomas Robinson in 2012 when KU lost a lot and they needed Robinson to be in first-team All-American, and he was, um, and that team made it to the championship game. Now, 
You're seeing some highlights from the COVID year, from 2020, a game I remember very well being at because there was no one allowed in the gym other than media and players and coaches. It was very quiet. You could hear every word. In fact, I believe KU got two technical fouls in this game because, yes, you could hear every word that was said um, on the court and by the coaches all the way around. Um, this was a game where Jalen Wilson absolutely dominated. He dominated against an athletic Kentucky team. Kansas put him at the five spot, and he's really this one guy that Kansas has that can play on the wing, can play the five, and all of a sudden they're running up and down the court. Uh, he's athletic. He's able to get on the glass. He had back-to-back -back 10 rebound games in that stretch with the Kentucky game, 23 points, 10 rebounds, actually. Those exact numbers in back-to-back -back games. Uh, and he's shown improvement in other areas. Last year, he was the guy that teams would pick on defensively for much of the year. Uh, they would go at him late in games. Who is Jalen Wilson guarding? Okay, that guy is getting involved in a pick and roll. But late in the season, Jalen Wilson got better defensively. He got better. He, he more than held his own. He helped this KU team um, not only with his scoring, not only with his rebounding, but with his defense and route to a national title. Fitz, it's no mistake, it's no accident that, that Bill Self is putting so much on the shoulders of Jalen Wilson, a guy he has said is a fiery leader, can get the most out of teammates, can maybe, you know, have the chance to be the next great Kansas uh, wing in a line of a bunch of them that they've had, you know, most recently obviously being Ochai Abaji, uh, but also Christian Brown. Christian Brown was this team's fiery, tenacious kind of guy last year that when things were going wrong, he would make a play, he'd start barking, he'd start yelling at people, and all of a sudden KU's getting fired up and getting into it. They need a little bit of that from Jalen Wilson in addition to those big numbers if they're going to be a great team this year. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to see how much he steps up because they're really going to need him to be a very significant force for this team. Yeah, for sure. And now we step out of bounds, and out of bounds is brought to you by Darius Corner Market. We love local, and we are local for you. Let's got the Kansas City Chiefs head into their bye week after facing off of San Francisco and winning out in the Bay Area. What do you think of Kansas City after Game 7? Well, Fitz, I, I thought this was a promising game, not just because of the offensive eruption, but because it seems like the Chiefs are figuring things out. It seems like they're getting more comfortable. They're figuring out how to best use Juju Smith-Schuster. It, it felt like MVS had the opportunity for some big plays in this game. Obviously, Travis Kelsey is always going to be there, and I think he ended up you know, just a couple yards short of that 100-yard mark. And McCole Hardman obviously had you know, his best game of the season, his best game of his career, um, when you consider all, all he did, both running, receiving, scoring a, a few times. Fitz... This is an offense with a lot of different pieces that has obviously lost a great piece in Tyreek Hill. Um, I, I think if you're a Chiefs fan and you want to see this team doing well, you want to see them get more and more comfortable with that offense as the season goes, especially as it turns out that the AFC West is nowhere near as good as maybe we thought it would be coming into the year. I think this was a great step forward going into the bye week that the Chiefs can now sit back, watch some other teams play ball, and continue to kind of find new ways to use these new pieces for the offense. Yeah, I, the, the way that Juju Smith-Schuster stepped up with being kind of the Tyree Kill version of this offense in this game against San Francisco, I think is really significant for the Chiefs going forward. Yeah. Now let's hear from the fans. Our fan question is sponsored by Metalark Retirement Awaits in Manhattan, where you can live your way every day. Well, our fan question this week is, Fitz, what do you think of how Will Howard played? And that is from Seth in Topeka. Uh, look, you know, Will Howard has had his moments for Kansas State, but as he kind of played more and more, his 
output kind of dropped. So when he came into the game, I think there was a little bit of anxiety around it for most K-State fans, but well, Will just played tremendously. And we thought as the game went on, well, they kind of knew Adrian was hurt and Will's been preparing. As it turned out, no, Adrian was a full go, uh, Adrian Martinez, and they had planned on him playing the whole game. Will Howard took no more snaps than usual in practice, and he was that prepared. He has not played this season because they're trying to get him redshirted. They still can play him in three more games to accomplish that. But it was quite a performance by a quarterback that hadn't been on the field yet this year. It was impressive and a good sign for next season when he'll probably be the starter. Yeah, it's the best football I've seen him play um, by far, really. He was tremendously impressive and, you know, obviously a, a huge part of K-State building that lead in the first place, too. Um, yep, absolutely. Remember to ask us your questions on our Facebook page and on Twitter at The Drive 13. And when we return, we'll look at our predictions here on The Drive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to The Drive, fueled by BriggsAuto.com. Well, it's time to head down the home stretch of this week's show, and let's take a look at our predictions. Predictions are brought to you by Kites and Kites Aggieville Draft House, meeting your friends at Kites and the Draft House since 1954. Remember to make your weekly predictions on our Twitter page, at The Drive 13. Here are last week's results. Everyone went 2-1. and one. We were all above average, and that's the way we should be in life, Scott. Yeah, fits it. A good week for everyone. Everyone can be happy, and somehow the fans are still beating us. Let's get going with this week's picks. Now, all of these games were one or two point spreads, so we made them all pick ems, which means just pick the winner. Oklahoma State at K State. Scott, you say. I think I'll go with Oklahoma State in this one, Fitz. You've talked about the health for Kansas State. I, I think Oklahoma yeah. State is up there as one of the best teams in the conference. But, yeah, it would not shock me in the slightest if this ends up being a pretty good one. I'm going to throw a little prayer here that K-State gets healthy. I'll take the Wildcats in this one. Well, next is Baylor at Texas Tech. This is another pick em, obviously. And, Fitz, I kind of like Baylor in this one. I like the way they've been playing. I'll go with the Bears. Well, I think Texas Tech is finding themselves. they got a new quarterback. They're at home again. I, I think Texas Tech's going to be a problem down the stretch for a lot of teams. I got the Red Raiders here. Mm-hmm. And our last game of the week is Oklahoma at Iowa State. These two teams are two of the worst in the conference. Go figure that out. I think Iowa State finds a way to win. Uh, I will take the clones over the Sooners. Yeah, Fitz, Oklahoma can look really, really good and also really, really bad. I'm going to bank on this being a really, really good week, but – uh, yeah, Oklahoma has not done a whole lot to inspire confidence. Yep, well, they have it. Again, make your picks on our Twitter page, at the Drive 13 And it's time for our On the Clock segment. On the Clock is sponsored by Carpet One. Buy local for a strong local community. And we start off with Mr. Scott Jason. Well, Fitz, I mentioned going into the bye week, Kansas needs to rest up and get healthy. And obviously the quarterback position continues to be a big part of that. 
Jalen Daniels was seen warming up on the field before the game. He obviously didn't play in the reports lately from, or the latest from ESPN, is that the earliest he could return would be that Oklahoma State game. Now, keep in mind that's earliest. That's not a guarantee, and it's still ambiguous from that point on. I've also covered a Kansas team where Thomas McVitie was on the field warming up week to week, even though he was ultimately out for the season two. So I wouldn't read too much into that, but KU can obviously be much better if it gets its starting quarterback back. The last two weeks, that offense has gotten into a hole that even if the defense was playing well, even if they played well after that, that hole was too big for them to climb out of. So if it is Jason Bean, this KU team needs to figure out how to start a lot faster moving forward. Well, K-State basketball fans, I know your Wildcats were picked for last in the Big 12 Conference, but don't fret because I think this is going to be a pretty decent team and they're going to be entertaining. And the fans must agree because Grand Lynch Coliseum is basically sold out. So you better get your tickets if you want them. And that's it for this week's show. We will see you next week right here and all week on social media. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.